Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Bansko, Bulgaria with my new friend Maria Stoyanova of TravelingBuzz.com. Maria is a digital nomad who came to Bansko for the co-working space and community, but fell in love with the local mountains and natural beauty. In this episode, Maria and I talk about the skiing in the Piran Mountains, exploring the Rila Monastery, which is a 10th century UNESCO heritage site, and experiencing the folklore at Mummer's Day. Hear about these three amazing attractions and so much more. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Bansko. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Acorns is one of my favorite apps because it helps me invest spare change automatically. Every time I make a purchase with a registered debit or credit card, the transaction is rounded up to the next dollar. Then, Acorn invests these roundups in my personalized portfolio. Plus, when you shop at participating retailers or service providers, you can earn additional found money to invest in your future. Examples of current and previous partners include DoorDash, Liberty Mutual, Macy's, and FedEx. I've been using Acorns for years and love how much money I've saved up from all these small investments. Sign up using my referral link at wetravelthere.com forward slash acorns to start saving today. Hey, Maria, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, thank you. Absolutely. So today we, uh, we're talking about a place called Bansko, Bulgaria. And a lot of people actually couldn't even probably pinpoint Bulgaria on the map, let alone Bansko. So what's your connection to the city and where is it actually at in the world? Well, the city of Bansko is located in southwest of Bulgaria. It is just two hours from Sofia, the capital of Bulgaria, so it's not very far at all. It is in the mountains. It has amazing air here and uh, amazing views as well. What brought me here? Well, four years ago, I came to Bansko to organize an event uh, for travel bloggers. I got an invitation from a local co-working space that has just opened so I came here, I stayed for a week, then next year I organized the same event, I stayed for another week, and then three months ago I decided to actually move to Bansko. So now I call Bansko my home. That's fantastic. Yeah, I've I've been stalking you on Instagram and seeing all the wonderful pictures. Man, that is a gorgeous <laughs> place. Yeah, definitely. Oh my God, the mountain views are just amazing. Yeah, and uh, I love the snowboard, so I, I, see all the, I see all the snow on the mountains and I'm, like, I'm so, super jealous right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. It is amazing to live in a resort as well. Okay. So we met through uh, this website called Travel Massive. It's a, it's a place for a bunch of different travel bloggers around the world to connect. And how long have you been writing of travel? And what was the event that you were setting up for travel bloggers there in Bansko? Oh, yeah. Well, I've been a travel blogger since uh, six, seven years ago. I started writing about Bulgaria in English because there was not that much information about Bulgaria, maybe even now. <laughs> but I tried to spread the word about uh, the country. So we decided to do a travel bloggers event in Bansko with the local co-working space, as I mentioned. The idea was to basically spread the word about Bansko because usually among, not only among Bulgarians, but Bansko is not that popular. The town doesn't really have a good reputation among Bulgarians because it's a popular ski resort. So most of the time it is, you know, super busy during winter with a lot of tourists coming here for just a week and then leaving. Of course, a lot of parties are happening. So, yeah, we just wanted to basically shift the image of Vansko. And this started four years ago. And since then, we've been doing that travel bloggers event every year. 
And yeah, of course, local businesses also do many other events to change the perception of Bansko among not only locals, but also foreigners. Wow, that sounds fantastic. So obviously we talked about that there is snow, looks like fantastic opportunities for skiing and snowboarding. What's the weather like throughout the year? Yeah, as you mentioned, it is a ski resort, so (laughs) we have a lot of snow in winter, but also we have amazing summers, quite hot, but also we have the fresh mountain air. We can do a lot of hiking, which is one of my favorite activities, basically. Yeah, we also have spring and um, autumn seasons, which are very well for more hikes as well, quite uh, different activities you can do throughout the year. So what are some of the like the festivals or concerts or, or things that happen on a, on a regular basis there? Yeah, well, for a number of years during summer, there, there has been an international jazz festival, which I think is pretty cool. Keeping in mind the city is just 12,000 people in population. So we have this amazing jazz festival. There's also a Bansko Film Fest that happens every year. There is Bansko Opera Fest, uh, many smaller events as well. And in winter, because of the winter resort, the ski and snowboarding here is quite popular. There are quite a few competitions in European level that happens in Bansko. Oh, nice. One of the things when I was looking at uh, the Bansko's visitors page, there's something called the the Mummer's Day Festival or, or something like that, or Mummer's Day Procession where I guess it's more of like folklore and then they have these mummer costumes that look like big furry, like almost like yetis. Oh, <laughs> I know what you mean, but I've never heard the word mummers. <laughs> Honestly, this should be cookery. So yeah, this is something traditional, not only for Bulgaria, but I think many countries have it. So people dress up in these huge, very scary costumes and they go through the town and then, you know, with also with very big bells. So they make a lot of noise <laughs> and they scare away the evil spirits, <laughs> but also children. <laughs> so, yeah, they're quite scary. So, yeah, this happens quite a lot in many, many places in Bulgaria. Oh, nice. Okay. Let's back up for a second. If somebody, say, from the U.S. where I live, wanted to come visit Bansko, seeing the, mount- the mountain pictures, of course, I want to be able to go ride the, ride the slopes there. If we want to come out there and visit, obviously we would fly into Sofia. Do you know which airlines would fly uh, there from, say, the U.S.? And would we have to stop off someplace along the way? As I know of, there is no direct flight from the U.S. to Bulgaria. But you can do very easy connections in, in the U.K., in Spain, in Germany, and so on. Sofia Airport is quite big. It has quite a lot of airlines coming and flying away from here. Also the low-cost airlines, so Wizzair, Ryanair, Lufthansa, we have the local Bulgaria Air, British Airways fly here, Qatar, fly Dubai, and yeah, many more. Oh, nice. Okay, so there's a lot of different options to get into Sofia. From Sofia to Bansko, how would we get there? Do we rent a car? Is there like a, a shuttle or a train? Like, how do we get there? Yeah, well, the easiest option is, uh, I think, if you drive, you can rent a car because it one week of car rental costs almost like the transfer from Sofia Airport to, to Bansko. So it's around 60, 80 euros to rent a car for the week. And also that's the price for the transfer. So I think the easiest way will be both of those. Well, that's pretty inexpensive. You know, uh, you know 60 to 80 euros for an entire week, that's uh, it's pretty cheap for a car. That's maybe 10 to 15 euros per day. That's pretty amazing. Now, if we were to drive from there, you know, I'm pretty adventurous with, with driving. I, I'm, I'm willing to take some risks. But how are the roads and would, say, somebody coming from America, would we be comfortable with driving those roads? 
I think the roads in America are quite wide. <laughs> That's not the case, I think, in Bulgaria. But uh, we do have a highway almost all the way to Bansko. The other roads are, you know, just one lane each direction, so pretty narrow. One thing to mention is that driving here is a little bit chaotic. So <laughs> drivers are kind of, uh, let's say... Uh, they can be aggressive, <laughs> basically. So you have to be, yeah, you have to be careful to not uh, annoy anyone. But I think generally you should be fine. All right. When we're looking at, uh, you know, the directions to, to get from Sofia to Bansko, you know, I, I would assume we would have GPS or, or something along those lines. But are things primarily in uh, like the Bulgarian language or do a lot of people speak English? I know a lot of travelers are a little concerned about traveling if they don't if they're not able to speak the local language. Yeah, I see what you mean. Well, Pansko, as I mentioned, is a quite popular ski resort, so they made sure to have good signs on the road from Sofia. So it's uh, absolutely easy to reach Pansko from Sofia. If we talk about other parts of the of Bulgaria, it could be a little bit challenging. But Pansko is, yeah, very, very easy to find. And then as you're mentioning prices in euros, then I would assume Bulgaria uses the uses the euro for as like their, their common currency? We use Bulgarian lev. Yeah, euros are not accepted here when you go and pay. Yeah, prices are usually converted to euros, so it's easy for foreigners to have an idea about what's going on here. Okay, so if, if somebody's traveling to, to Bansko and Bulgaria, you'd recommend them do some currency exchange so that way they have some of the local money or are credit cards easily accepted? I would recommend you have some cash available in the local currency. Cards are not accepted everywhere. In the bigger restaurants and businesses and shops, of course, but uh, because also the, the charm of the city is in small businesses. Most of them don't uh, accept payment in cards. So it's also always a good idea to have some cash. Okay, so we're, we've rented a car and we're on our way to Bansko. The, the town's pretty small, but are there certain areas of town that we should plan to, to book our hotel or Airbnb or whatever it is we're staying? Yeah, as you said, the town is quite small. We do have the old town, old part of the town, which is uh, pretty picturesque. You can find many family houses, guest houses uh, in town to stay at. So this is if you want to stay close to everything, close to the center, to restaurants, to the main square. Uh, but also the, the north part of the town, which is close to the mountain, is also close to the gondola. And it's a very good place to stay in winter. So you're, of course, close to the ski lift. It also has a better view to the whole mountain because it's a little bit higher in the city. So these two areas I would I would recommend. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And then I would assume because it's a small town, a lot of times smaller towns tend to be a little safer, you know, especially for travelers that are from out of the area. Uh, you know, sometimes they're worried about being in the wrong area where there's crime or anything like that. Is there any part of town where we should avoid based on not, it not being safe? I don't think there's a part of in town where it's not safe. I haven't heard about any anything bad happen to any of the people that are here and that I know of. And I also personally feel pretty safe which is, let's say, not the case when I lived in Sofia. I mean, I always looked around <laughs> coming home in the, you know, late at night. But here in Bansko, I feel I feel super good. Okay, so while we're in town, uh, obviously skiing is, is a big thing during the winter. What are some of the other major attractions we should visit while we're in town? <laughs> That's my favorite thing to do in summer, especially, is uh, hiking. As I mentioned, Bansko is located in the mountains. So it's super easy to reach, you know, the starting point of many, many hikes. 
Also, another favorite thing that I really recommend to everyone who is coming to, to the area is to hop on in some of the hot mineral pools. So around Bansko, we have quite a lot of them. And some of them are even located in the woods and are, nobody is charging for them. So you can have a hot pool inside the woods. And after you went hiking or in winter you went skiing or snowboarding, you can just, you know, warm up your muscles in the pool. Oh, that sounds fantastic. It's uh, like 30 degrees here. Uh, that's Fahrenheit. So it's right around zero Celsius uh, where you are uh, here in Nashville right now when we're recording. And I'm looking to to, to get warm and, and uh, getting in one of those hot pools sounds sounds pretty amazing right now. You were mentioning about some of the hikes and I was looking through some of your photos. And I know that uh, there's like the Piran National Park, uh, Mount Viren, a couple of different places like that. And then I, I saw one of the posts that you said there's something called the, the, the Besbog Hut. Uh, what is that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's also in Pirin Mountains. It's a hut that is located near Bansko. It's uh, in the neighboring uh, town. And it's also a starting point to many, many hikes. It is located a little bit higher, so you need to get a lift to reach the hut. Uh, you can also sleep in the hut if you want to make two, three-day hikes. But yeah, it's there's quite a, quite a few huts nearby that you can sleep in and have a um, hike in the next day. Oh, that's fantastic. So, uh, you know, obviously some of the listeners here are varying degrees of, of, of fitness and, and abilities. Are most of the hikes, are they more adventurous, uh, more for like expert level uh, hikers? Or is it somebody that's just kind of on, on an average uh, level of fitness? Would they be able to do some of these hikes as well? There is uh, countless of uh, possibilities. There are definitely very, very easy hikes without any elevation <laughs> at even. So you can even go with sneakers, but I would definitely recommend having hiking boots anyway. Yeah, we do have quite a lot of opportunities. Let's say you can do two-hour hike to the near lake. Uh, you can stay there for a picnic for a little break and then go back to the hut and to, the, to your car and back to town. There are also possibilities to do, let's say, 10-hour hikes a day or two, three-day hikes as well. Yeah, that sounds amazing because, I mean, a lot of times I travel with my kids and right now they're they're five and nine and... As much as I would love to do one of those 10-hour hikes, I'd have to carry them <laughs> up and back <laughs> if, I, if I did that. So so it's nice to know that there are some of those shorter hikes that maybe, uh, like you said, up to the lake for a picnic and, and those type of things. That that sounds pretty amazing. As I was doing research, I also was looking – there was a, actually a UNESCO heritage site there in Bansko, uh, the Rila Monastery. I guess it was created in the 10th century. Have you been there yet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rila Monastery is quite famous. I've been there a couple of times. It is, let's say, two hours from Bansko, so it's in the neighboring neighboring mountain. It's on the way to Sofia, so it's uh, it's not far at all. It is super picturesque. I mean, <laughs> even I didn't expect it to be so, I don't know, colorful and um, authentic. So I really liked it. I, re- I would recommend people to go there for sure. It's amazing to be able to check off your box, right, as you visit uh, some of these UNESCO heritage sites around the world and to me, it's it's mind-boggling that they were able to to create something so beautiful so many years ago like that. Now, another thing that's that's also there in the Bansko area is like the Holy Trinity Church. That one looks really beautiful as well. Oh yeah, that's uh, exactly right in the middle of the of the center of the of the town. It's uh, it's also pretty interesting, and the church is quite active. So if there are any religious people that want to go on on the mass there, or you just want to visit as a tourist to check it out inside, you can also do that. Is there anything else we should think about uh, when we visit? Should we plan to go do? Well, as I said, the old town is pretty good for nice walks. 
you can sit in any of the local restaurants. In many of the restaurants, they also dress in the traditional, you know, dresses that uh, we have in Bulgaria, and especially in this region. So it's pretty cool. Speaking of restaurants and, and things to eat while you're there in Bansko, I was reading on the the Bansko visitors website, they're talking about some of like the local restaurants. I guess they're more like mom and pop type of places. They try to entice you with their skewers of meat and things like that to say, look, look how beautiful some of our food is and, and, and smell it and, and come in and, and eat. So what are some of the, the places that, that you recommend eating and what are some of like the more traditional foods if we want to experience something that's very local? Oh, Yeah. I love uh, the restaurants in Bansko, exactly as you mentioned. They're they're quite traditional, quite authentic, but we also have a little bit of diversity, especially in the recent years. There's been some more modern restaurants, let's say. One of the best restaurants here that you can try traditional food and also food from this region is called Bansky Han. It also has a, that family atmosphere. They cook very, very delicious. Some other restaurants are, let's say, the house. It has some traditional food and some mix between Bulgarian, Greek, and Balkan food. A little bit more sophisticated menu you can find at Oscar's Wine Bar. A little bit higher prices, but it's also very good quality. Uh, if we're talking a little bit about uh, you know diversity and international cuisine, we can find a Mexican restaurant in Basco, <laughs> which is pretty cool, I think. What's the name of that one? Danny's. Yes, that's called Danny's. They have amazing cocktails as well. All right. Now you mentioned some of the traditional food. What is a, a traditional dish that's in from Bulgaria? Well, if we're talking about salads, of course, you will find Shopska salads in any restaurant here. You can also find moussaka, which is a meal that is in quite a few Balkan countries, but uh, there is, you know, a different way of preparation in each each of them. Some of the other things that uh, you can find are, of course, banitsa. This is very traditional as well. And in Bansko, there is one appetizer that is, if I have to translate it literally, it will be called Bansko Old Man. <laughs> so you can also <laughs> you can also order that. Okay, so you said maska and banitsa and shapska salad. Can you describe what those are? Uh, obviously, I know what salad is, <laughs> but but I don't know what I don't know what the other ones are. Yeah. Uh, the Shopska salad actually is uh, in the colors of the Bulgarian flag. So it's super simple, super fresh. It is just cucumbers, tomatoes and cheese and Bulgarian cheese, which we are very proud of. Uh, moussaka is made of potatoes and some minced meat. And on top, you have a layer of Bulgarian yogurt and eggs. And uh, the last thing I mentioned was the Bansky old man, I think, or the banitsa. Banitsa, yeah, that's, uh, that's a pastry. Yeah, just made of uh, dough and uh, and cheese. We are very proud of cheese, so we have you can find it <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> nice. the The Bansko old man. What is that? Uh, this is just uh, dried meat, and then I think it's also fried after that, and it has you know a lot of spices, so it's it's really delicious. Oh yeah, that sounds amazing. Okay, if we were going to get a more of a traditional breakfast before we headed out for like say a day of snowboarding or skiing. Is there a certain like, traditional meal for that? And then where would we go to eat that? Uh, that's a very good question because I think I eat that almost every time I go to the mountain before I do snowboarding. The most traditional thing that you can get is uh, a pack of banichka and boza. So banichka is the smaller version of the big banitsa. <laughs> so it's just the pastry with cheese. It's super delicious, especially when it's hot. 
And bolza, that will be a little bit more challenging drink for any foreigner. <laughs> Usually nobody likes it is, except Bulgarians. <laughs> it is a little bit of a, this kind of a sour drink. It's very thick. It has the brown color. It doesn't look very appetizing at all, actually. But I'm used to the taste, so I really love it. Yeah, I'm not so sure I'm going to try that, but uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe I will. Maybe it'd be like a dare or something like that. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, one other thing that I saw, something called Mahanas, the Bulgarian equivalent of a, of a tavern. Yeah. I guess that's more of like you know after work or after skiing, you're going to go hang out at one of the Mahanas and, and have a few drinks with your friends. Is that is that kind of what happens? No, actually, mehana is more for eating. So you'll find all kind of uh, traditional foods in, in the mehanas here in Bansko. Okay, that makes a lot of sense then. I've learned a lot about Bansko in Bulgaria. That, you know, and again, I, just seeing the pictures uh, seems amazing. Hearing what you had to say, it sounds incredible. And I think it'd be a wonderful place to go kind of off the beaten path to be able to, to find a new mountain that I've never... Most of the friends have never been on, and so I think that'd be pretty amazing to do. But now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visited Bansko, where should they go and what should they eat? I would definitely recommend the Mekitsa at the bakery behind the municipality. <laughs> the Mekitsa? What is that? Oh, Mekitsa is something like a donut. It is uh, a fried dough with a lot of sugar. Not healthy at all, but super delicious. Yeah, my kids would love that, I'm sure. <laughs> like you said, you've only been in Bansko a few months permanently, but you've traveled on and off for, for a number of years. What's one of your most memorable stories of being there? Ooh, I would say the hike for July morning and welcoming the sunrise on 1st of July. That, that was pretty amazing. We started hiking at 4 a.m. so we can reach the Vihren, the highest peak in the mountain. And uh, July morning is a tradition in Bulgaria. So every year on 1st of July, we go to usually on the seaside to welcome the first sunrises. And this year we did it from the mountain. And I think that was pretty epic. Yeah, I can only imagine how beautiful that would be. Waking up so early and then being up there to see the sunrise. That, you know, that just sounds amazing. Yeah. Now, speaking of uh, fun times and, and amazing sights, where's the happiest happy hour in, in Bansko? Oh, that's definitely at Pier 75. So that's the bar that is located on Pirin Street, number 75. Usually that's the bar that's the only one that is working during summer, so everything happens there. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> one of the things I always do whenever I travel is I always check out the local pizza. Where's the best place for pizza in uh, Bansko? Oh, we have a pretty big pizzeria called Victoria Pizza. They have a huge variety of pizza and it tastes delicious. Sounds like my kind of place. So obviously, like we talked about, I know you from Travel Massive, and you know tons about travel, and you even organized the, the Travel Bloggers uh, meetup there, right? So obviously, you have a lot of tips. What's your best travel tip? Oh, that, that will be pretty straightforward and short. Come with your hiking boots and with your swimming suit. <laughs> yeah, you got to be prepared for everything, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Maria, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all these awesome tips for Probansco. Can you tell the audience a little bit more about who you are, what you do? And if somebody has more questions about, about your podcast or uh, about Bansko, what's the best way for them to reach you on, on social media? Yeah, definitely. Basically, I am a tourism graduate. I have a PhD in tourism as well. So I love the industry. I work at Travel Massive at the moment. I do content and community management. As I mentioned, I, I love the mountains. So I love sharing any information about the local hikes and the local mountains here. 
People can find me at travelingbus.com, also on Instagram, traveling.bus with double Z. <laughs> so yeah, you can hit me with any questions. Fantastic. And then can you tell us a little bit about your podcast and what type of guests you interview? Oh, exactly. Yeah. So I started my podcast last summer. It's called the Road Trip Podcast. It is only in Bulgarian at the moment. And I interview people about some of their epic experiences, such as going to Antarctica or hiking in Lapland, just visiting uh, some pretty amazing places around the world. Well, that sounds fantastic. I'm going to have to learn how, uh, how to uh, speak Bulgarian so that way I can check it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all your tips. And we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Thank you, Lee. What an awesome conversation with Maria. I love to snowboard and would love to ride those slopes one day. You can find all the links we talked about at wetravelthere.com forward slash Bansco. We want to say thank you to Acorns for being today's affiliate partner. With Acorns, you can invest spare change automatically on every purchase that you make. Plus, you can earn found money by shopping at participating retailers. This is a great way to easily build up your travel fund. For a limited time, when you sign up at wetravelthere.com forward slash Acorns, we'll both earn $5. Join us next time as we celebrate our 150th episode. Since we moved to Nashville, our family has been doing more road trips to explore the southeastern United States. For this episode, I discuss road trips with my kids and ask for their advice on how parents can make road trips more fun for kids. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you follow us so that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations. 